This is the Creative Funding Show, a podcast for authors, YouTubers, and podcasters who want to fund the work they love. Welcome back to the Creative Funding Show. I'm really excited about uh, today's episode. We're joined with Ravi Jacob Paul. And uh, to introduce Ravi, I want to first say that there are two schools of thought when it comes to membership sites and making money on a recurring basis. One is to use a third party platform like Patreon, and the other is to do it yourself on your own website. And we've talked a lot about Patreon on this show, but I, I'm a little sad that we've never talked about the other way to do it because it goes to my heart. In a sense, as a WordPress guy. And that's why I've invited Ravi Jacob Paul onto the show. He's the co founder of Digital Access Pass. It's a premier membership platform for WordPress. He also hosts subscribeme.fm, which is a podcast about making, uh, marketing, and monetizing your content with membership sites, online courses, and subscriptions. Ravi, welcome to the Creative Funding Show. Hey, Thomas. Thank you so much for having me on the show. So I, I guess the first question I should ask is why would somebody want to host a membership site on their own website? Uh, wh- why not just use a service like Patreon? Right. So there are multiple layers to that question. So uh, first, uh, let me start by saying this is not uh, anything against Patreon. This is just about the business model of uh, building on your own platform versus building on somebody else's platform, right? Similar to uh, build, putting all your content on Facebook or building it on a platform where you have little control over the long term. Uh, and uh, I, it, it is commonly called as digital sharecropping. So you are basically building, you're, you're sowing your seeds and, and, and farming and growing your crops on somebody else's land. And if that person decides that Hey, yeah, uh, I'm I'm leasing subleasing this to somebody else in the in, in terms of farming, or in terms of a digital platform. You can get banned. You can get uh, the terms of service of the platform might change. You may do, say something controversial. You may get banned. You may get kicked out. You may lose your members. And with a service like Patreon. Don't forget, as easy as it is, again, this is not just up against Patreon. It's about anybody who has this business model. If you are putting all your eggs into their basket and you your payments from all your patrons are going into their PayPal account or their Stripe account, that means you can overnight lose your entire income if something goes wrong. Okay, and this doesn't just necessarily mean you know they'll go out of business. It could be a multiple uh, multiple things. Like I said, you could uh, you could talk about something that they're not comfortable with. They might do something that you're not comfortable with, whether it's the pricing or the or uh, or the direction in which they're going, or they get bought out. And you know, companies do this all the time. They call it acquire hire. They get technology uh, like a Google or somebody might buy Patreon if they grow big enough, and Google is not going to run Patreon separately, right? Um, and anytime Google or any of these big companies take over, Apple does this all the time. They buy companies and they shut down the company because they are more interested in hiring the talent and the technology and the patents or the patents um, than the actual uh, keeping the site running and keeping everything going, which means... Uh, normally, if if all the payments were in your PayPal account or or Stripe or Authorized.net account, then your payments are secure. All your users need is a place to consume the content, so you can say, "Hey, come over 
to to mysite.com and you can consume the same thing I'll, i'm going to export all your data and and bring it into this new new domain or new service but what happens if all the payments are there on their system you're screwed basically and and you're going to have to ask them every single person to cancel their subscription at thirdpartyplatform.com and come over to your site and resubscribe and let me tell you as somebody who's been selling for uh since 1998 and having worked with customers and humans in general uh and and the all the uh things that go on in our heads i i'll tell you you'll lose if you ask somebody to cancel and re- rejoin you'll lose like 50 to 80% of your audience right away you'll be down to the most rabid fans now you are still at risk of stripe canceling your account or paypal canceling your account but you're right there is that greater risk that something happens with the platform what would you say are some of the downsides of hosting it yourself uh the downsides of hosting are a couple of things one is you need to uh put in some extra work right if you one of the latest things i talked about in my podcast i talked about what is called as the reverse spiderman quote and um it's probably one of my best uh, quotes ever where i i say you know how in spider-man movie the uncle ben um not the movie the story itself uncle ben says with great power comes great responsibility and using wordpress is literally the opposite if you want great power you have to take on great responsibility and that means creating your own domain name your own hosting account uh, installing wordpress installing uh, the plugins that go along with it so there's that's there's some techno- technological learning curve when it comes to hosting it all yourself on on WordPress but then you got to learn it only once right and then from that point you can just keep launching stuff and and you don't have to launch 50 websites you can create one umbrella website which represents your brand and doesn't matter how many products you launch it's all within the same uh within the same website and the same domain the same brand so you don't have to relearn anything you don't have to recreate anything you just do it once and there's and because it's wordpress it's uh it, uh, there are so many plugins for it there's so much more control there's so much more flexibility you can create beautiful landing pages which you can't right with with patreon or any such third party system you have limitations in, in how customizable the ui is the interfaces and how how uh how landing pages you get a standard cookie cutter template that every website looks like the same thing you can't have your own like if you go to subscribe.fm you'll see you know you have a hero shot of me and nice big picture i have a podcast player i have my my different boxes below that represent my products and services i can do whatever i want if it's my own website and wordpress gives me that flexibility so wordpress gives you the best of multiple worlds like a, a, a platform like patreon a platform like squarespace where you can do custom you know law wix where you, they say you can drag and drop so you can use thrive architect this is a whole bunch of plugins uh, that allow you to get the best of both all worlds and put it in one place which obviously it it comes with a little bit of responsibility you have to put it all together it doesn't come right out of the box it's not a 10 minute process it's probably more like a week of work to set it all up it's the classic build versus buy. So I went to business school and that's what I got my college degree in and one of the things that came up frequently in our classes was the question of do you build it yourself or do you buy it from somebody else? And it's pretty much always a continuum whether it's building a factory or building a website where the advantage of building it yourself is that you have 
a lot of control and you can have it meet exactly your criteria. And the advantage of buying it from somebody else is that it's fast and easy. So you can be up and running on Patreon in five minutes. You can't be up and running with your own website in five minutes, but you also have the limitations of if Patreon can't do it, it just can't do it. Whereas WordPress theoretically is unlimited or if you have a developer or if you are a developer, if you're not a developer, it can be very expensive uh, to have a developer give you that custom uh, functionality. But using tools like yours and, and like theme frameworks, you can often get a lot done. I've been very impressed with these new theme frameworks that have come out in the last couple of years on WordPress, like Divi and uh, Beaver Builder and uh, Thrive Architect. Right. And, and it's actually a little bit worse than buying, right? Because it's it's one thing if you could buy a WordPress site that has everything ready to go. So it's not even, it's not even build versus buy because you, you can't buy your Patreon account from them, right? You're, you're basically renting. So it's, it's more of a renting versus owning a home argument, right? That's more closer because now you're saying, okay, uh, if you're like, if you're young, you don't want any responsibility. You just want to move in two days from now. You're looking for a place quick, real quick. You don't want any of the responsibility of a homeowner. You don't want to have to worry about the local taxes or, or you know, long-term or nothing. You just want to be somewhere for, for maybe a year or two. You're younger. You're, you don't, you're not, you don't have a spouse, no kids, right? So, that that would be renting and that would be Patreon. But if you want to take on the responsibility, you want to build long-term uh, asset right? and you don't want to worry about somebody kicking you out, even though you know you don't want to worry about rent control or somebody kicking you out just to get you know higher rent or you, you you damage the wall or the carpets and now you have to worry about replacing it because and you won't you won't get to enjoy it. So that's pretty much the the closest exam, example I can think of is renting versus owning. Owning comes with a lot more work, right? Because you have some investment up front. There's some work up front. You have to uh, worry about your lawn, mowing your lawn. And uh, if you live in a place like New York, where I lived for 10 years, you have to uh, shovel the driveway, right? Uh, so things like that, you have you have to take care of the house. You have the exterior. You have to get the the, the air conditioned ducts clean. There's so much more responsibility. But uh, that if you're young, you don't want any of that responsibility. You just want a place to uh, to hang your head. And if you're as you get older and get family and stuff, you want you don't want to rent. You want so it's pretty much the same of uh, just being a. Uh, creator and not worrying about any of the responsibilities that come with it. And all you want to do is just create, create, create and have somebody else take care of the whole thing for you. You don't care about customizing. You don't care any, any of that stuff. And then WordPress is you want more control. You want to keep the users within yourself. You want to own the payments. You are trying to build something long-term. So that's what WordPress would be for. That's really good. My sister has lived in the same apartment for years, primarily because she doesn't want to mow her own lawn. <laughs> exactly. Like, for her, that's such a big deal. Uh, she, she doesn't care about like repairs and replacing stuff. She doesn't care about that. It's the lawn. Right. You, sh you, sh you should probably introduce her to some lawnmower people, 30, 30, 30 bucks to $50 a week. And uh, I don't know if the, the, the $120 is worth it. Exactly. So I, I told her that, and, and it didn't. It didn't work. She she wants to stay in the apartment. But that's a good a good metaphor. I want to take a uh, kind of a change of directions here a little bit because you have helped tens of thousands of people build their own membership 
sites. Uh, you, you know, with, through Digital Access Pass, you've done this a lot of times. You've done it yourself, and you've helped a lot of other people do it. So I want to kind of pick your brain on how to do it. And for those of you who are like, I'm still sticking with Patreon, keep listening, because this guy really knows what he's talking about. So what we're about to talk about is still going to be uh, very useful. And hopefully you have a better idea now of like the advantages and disadvantages of, of building versus buying versus renting. Because uh, I will say there is a even more building way of doing it. My first membership site that I built, we built from scratch, and I spent tens of thousands of dollars on developers building out all of this custom functionality. And um, I really wish that something like Digital Access Pass or any of the other wonderful membership plugins that now exist had existed back then. But anyway, lessons learned, lessons learned. Uh, so, Ravi, how do you start a successful membership community? What's What are some of the keys of doing that? Okay, so let's start by defining defining what a membership site really is, right? It's a paywall for your content. You want to be able to secure the content you create. You want to be able to accept payments. And then you want to allow access only to authorized members. And you want to be able to give a free access to certain people. And you want uh, to have to be able to do upsells and downsells. You want to control. The most important thing is you control the payments. It is not going into somebody else's uh, account, right? And then they send it to you. You want everything coming into your account. That is the most important thing because everything else is really moot at the end of the day if you can't control the payments. And you can, because you can literally lose your, your entire business overnight. So imagine building for 10 years on a third-party platform and something goes wrong and you literally have no way to bring it all over to your new location. So it's almost like uh, you buy all this stuff when you're renting and the landlord comes and says, no, you go out with nothing uh, except the clothes on your back. Everything else you leave behind, then you're screwed. So that's that's part of the thing. So you want to be able, able to accept payments and you want to be able to accept through the platforms that you prefer, like PayPal, Stripe, Authorize.net or whatever. And you want to allow access to authorized members. Some people you want to give free access. Some people you want to like joint venture partners. You want to be able to add them to the back end. So you want all those, uh, you want to be able to send email broadcasts. So you want to have all those plumbing details to automate the market marketing and send emails and affiliate programs and recruit your own affiliates and give them commissions and so on. So that's what the basic concept of a membership site really is. And, so you could start with uh, if you're asking like from the marketing side, what do you what do you do after you have built it, or like how do like the tools that you go into building a membership site? I'm more th- uh, so let's talk about content first. What kind of content? How do you know what to put in a membership site that people would actually want to pay for access to? Right. So for the most part, people don't really pay just for the content they pay for perspective, okay? So if you look at just the content, you know, how to create a Facebook ad, there's always stuff out there. Somebody has done some kind of a tutorial on YouTube about the how basic how-to stuff, whether it's Patreon, how to use Patreon, how to use PayPal, whatever it is. What people don't get with the average YouTube video or, or the average article that's out there is the perspective, Okay, what happened when you do this, right? What are the problems? Somebody to break down the pros and cons in a an unbiased way because you don't want somebody who has uh, you know affiliation with Patreon telling Patreon that 
you know, saying that Patreon is the best platform without disclosing the issues that can happen. And you, want to, you don't want somebody who's only vested in WordPress saying WordPress is the best option only because I have a plugin that for WordPress. So you want somebody to be able to break it down in an unbiased way and tell the pros and cons and let the person, you know, your member figure out what's best for them. And then you you surround that with actual content. So once you tell them the why, then you want the how. And the how, obviously, when you do it, you're going to have uh, you're going to have to include some different stuff uh, about real world experiences. And that again comes the perspective. Because you don't want you don't want just to show click here, click here, click here. You want to say what happens if you don't click here, and what happens if you do this and this way. What happens if you use this setting, and what's the problem down the line? Uh, what's the problem that that'll happen right now versus you know down the line? If you what happens if you use some obscure payment processor that's not standard or some obscure plugin that's not supported? So if you're basically if you have walked the walk and talked the talk then it's a lot easier to create content for your membership community. And then you put in all the perspective because you have done it, been there, done that, and you have all the scars to prove it. And you have a real-world experience building and failing and all the stories, everything that goes into that, that goes into coach, content. And then you add coaching and community, the three Cs, right? Content, coaching, and community. Now, how to decide what content to 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 add that's a that's a whole another topic we can talk about it if you want yeah i'd say when it comes to content the number one thing is to ask yourself what do my uh, what does my audience want and then the next best thing it's even better than that is to ask your audience what do you want <laughs> or even better than that is ask your audience what is bothering you what pain points do you have what irritates you and then you come up with solutions for that and that applies across a lot of different content areas it's ultimately about you got to thrill your audience (laughs) because if they're if you're not scratching an itch that they have they're not going to want to be a member of your program right if uh, you're selling weight loss and you're you know the people that you're talking to are already in good shape that's not what they want to hear about they want to hear about you know building muscle mass and gaining weight right it's a totally different need set that they have um there's some terms that you've coined that i think are really useful dog poo and dosa what what are these so dog poo stands for uh do once get paid only once so d-o-g-p-o-o and dosa is basically an indian delicacy uh it's like a crepe and it stands for do once sell again and again d-o-s-a-a so i wanted to come up with uh something that says one thing stinks, another thing rocks, and why you should not do one-time products, why you should, you know, do things, why should you should not do things that only make you money once, why should you should do things that you can sell again and again. So that's how Doc Poo versus Dosa came in. Doc Poo stinks and Dosa rocks. Which, you know, th- that's nice. Let's say you develop a song, right, an MP3. You can sell it on iTunes over and over again. You can get... Uh, Spotify subscription, whereas if you do a concert, you're doing all of this work to perform the concert, and then you only get paid one time for the concert, and then you want to get paid again, you have to put on another concert, which can be fun if you enjoy it. And I always feel sorry for, I was at a concert, and the uh, rock stars were putting in so much energy on stage, and I'm like, man, they have to do this every night. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> right, but, but the flip side is, uh, you can record the concert in really high quality, Right. And it's like 
you know, I'm a huge basketball fan, and I can't always go to a live game, right? Because uh, my my you know, I'm a fan of LeBron James, who played in Cleveland for a long time, and Miami, and and uh, we even moved, considered moving to Cleveland and Miami at one point just to watch his games. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and. Uh, so that's how big big of a fan we are, my whole family. And now he's he's in LA, which is still like a three hour drive each way. So we're not going to be watching many games live, but uh, we'll watch it on television. And if let's say there was no live TV, right, uh, then we would probably buy the recording and watch it. You know, if you, even if it means uh, time delayed. And a lot of the things we watch online today are time delayed, right? We don't watch too many live programming. Uh, unless you're watching like some major event on television for the most people for the, for the most part 99% of the content we watch is all pre-recorded and sports is a different matter so I, it's not really a fair example but in, when it comes to other stuff people watch pre-recorded stuff all the time so even, even if you do something like a seminar or a webinar like uh, recently I spoke at podcast movement and they're not going to just sell live tickets they're going to sell the virtual ticket and they're going to make a lot of money selling virtual tickets because uh guess what 99 percent of the people who are interested in podcasting and know about podcast movement will not be able to make it there it's a pretty expensive trip even for us you know going all the way from san diego to philadelphia right the and you, if you're going that far you, you might as well take your family and vacation so the whole thing adds up and for a lot of people it, it could be pretty expensive to go to a live event but if you can get the virtual ticket then you know you you get the best of both worlds yeah, exactly. And, you know, thinking about, I, I think just having this language and thinking about, is this something that I could sell again and again? How could I tweak this to sell again and again? And it may be that you have to, for musicians, you have to die, right? Michael Jackson went on this huge tour after he was dead. They had a hologram of him on stage dancing around and singing the music. And he sold, I think, a billion dollars worth of tickets as a hologram ghost, uh, which, you know, it was a memorial tour. And, you know, it is what it is. And I don't think that's that exactly is the model. But I want you to each of you listening, think about, you know, what is it that I create? If it's a book or a podcast or a um, or music or whatever, and, and think about what parts of it do I do once and I get I get paid once? And there's nothing wrong with doing that. I For my classes and courses that I teach, you, you can buy the course online, but where I develop it is by giving that talk around the country, right? I test it out on different audiences. I get questions from people. And by the time I turned it into an actual course, it's it's been very refined from the doing it once, getting paid once. And then it becomes a course that becomes recurring revenue. You know, th just think about it in that way. And the answers for each one of you uh, will be uh, di different. Now, Ravi, we're running out of time, but I want to ask uh, one more question about membership models. Because uh, I think this this is not something we've talked about yet on the Creative Funding Show. But, uh, you know, sometimes the membership is you pay month to month. Sometimes you pay like once a year and then you can renew the next year. And then sometimes it's a lifetime membership. Uh, talk through us kind of the advantages and disadvantages of those different models. When would you want to use one as opposed to another? Right. When you're getting started, it would, it'll be very hard to sell a continuity program, right? Because your first one or two products, you will not have the marketing savvy or the product development savvy as to create everything that goes into a recurring subscription. So if somebody has to pay, uh, you know, $97 or $99 a year, the, the amount of positioning and value packaging you have to do into the product will, will be way above somebody who's, you know, 
uh, for for it'll be hard enough for somebody who's just getting started. So in the beginning, I would say sell one-time products. Okay, start with the one-time product and start start stacking the products and keep your eye on recurring products. Eventually, the goal should be I need to end up with a recurring product and the highest tier past the recurring product would be a lifetime access. So if you're selling software or, or obviously it's, it'll be hard to sell a lifetime with anything that requires a lot of support, like if you're doing sub- services, right? If you're if you're going to do, let's say, let's say you have a physical uh, real world service like uh, air conditioner repair, right? It's very hard to sell lifetime access because, you know, you can't go to somebody's house and fix their AC for, you know, an indefinite amount of time. But what you can do is you can sell a recurring instead of instead of saying, uh, you know, hire me once, I'll come and fix it one time and then I'm gone. Instead of that, you can sell them a, a recurring model where you do take like an annual maintenance contract. But then if you if the, that's the only product you sell, it'll be hard for you to get in the door because I've had a break, you know, stuff uh, break at time to time. And if I call the technician and he says, the only way you're going to get in, I'm going to come and fix it. If you sign up for my $2,000 a year um, subscription, then I'm not going to hire him. So you use the one-time product to, to get your foot in the door, so to speak. So you introduce yourself using the uh, one-time product. You show them what you're capable of. You you prove the value you're able to provide. You, you show, you, you build your brand. And then as you stack more products and make sure you're not going all over the place with every new product. So make sure it's all uh, in, in a single direction. So if you're doing like, like us, so we started with the plugin and then memberships and online courses, and there's a podcast and there's a shopping cart. So it's all towards the same niche. So you want to make sure that you're not all over the place. That way you can stack products and then you can group them together and say, Hey, why do you want to buy uh, all these products? One, you know, one each time. It would just become a member, and everything I create will go into this membership. And that's how you you create a, a membership program. Yeah, that's that's really good. And we we're doing kind of a hybrid of that with my other podcast, Novel Marketing. Our um, membership program is very cheap. It's, you know, the lowest level on Patreon is like two dollars a month, um, but we give big discounts on all of our products. So it's not it's not the same. And what you're describing actually would be an interesting way of doing it where you buy a lifetime membership and it gives you everything for free. I guess we're kind of doing that with our course where we're throwing in a lot of things for free. Uh, the uh, book launch blueprint, but I, I like that where the lifetime membership is this kind of premium product at the very top that only a handful of people buy. And then more people are buying the monthly recurring uh, because it is a bad revenue model. This was a mistake. A lot of WordPress companies made growth was so big WordPress is growing so much every year. Every, everyone was giving away lifetime memberships to their themes <laughs> where you pay a hundred dollars and you get a lifetime access. <laughs> yeah. It's very, when you have a software or services, it's, it's really hard, uh, uh, especially services. It's really hard to uh, offer a lifetime because you have to offer support, right? Uh, themes and WordPress themes and plugins involve a lot of support. So it's not like a SaaS product, like a Gmail, right? Like, uh, uh, something that's fully hosted and, and you're just, people are just using, uh, logging in and there's no cost to you other than keeping the software and the server, uh, up to date. But if you're offering support, you have to work with them. You have to log into their website. You have to do one-on-one calls. Then you, there's no way you can offer a lifetime. 
That's right. All right. So, Ravi, where can people find out more about you? Uh, everything I have is available at subscribeme.fm. That's where my podcast is, my products and services, my coaching program, uh, my product, my WordPress plugins from my company, uh, Veena Prashant, who's my wife and co-founder and co-developer. Uh, she, uh, all her products, some of her uh, the plugins, all, everything is there at subscribeme.fm. And uh, if you, we'll have links to those in the show notes. If you just scroll down in your podcast app, you can tap uh, subscribeme.fm uh, to go to that. And I would encourage you to check out Ravi's podcast. I've been a listener for a long time. It's uh, a similar podcast to this one in that it, it's answering some of the same questions, but it's uh, much more technical and much more how to build it yourself. So if Ravi's, here's how to do it yourself, uh, build it on WordPress, and like you want to get into the weeds on that, uh, that is a great podcast to add to your podcast subscription. Uh, so I've been listening for a long time and I, I like the approach that Ravi has. Uh, it's not the one that I use, but be, it's mostly because I'm lazy. <laughs> and I definitely see the advantage of spending the effort uh, to do it yourself. So uh, yeah, do check that out at subscribeme.fm. And Ravi, thank you so much for coming on the Creative Funding Show. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for having me. 